Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 159 of my Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My next guest, Ron Lakin, is a world traveler and inventor of the Extreme Mist Personal Cooling System, a hands-free professional misting system designed to keep outdoor enthusiasts refreshed, hydrated, and safe. But what's most important and what's most interesting about Ron and his story is that he was able to take this same invention during this pandemic and repurpose it so that it can be used as a portable sanitizing system to fight the coronavirus. And now this product is being used in businesses of all kinds, from doctor's offices to hospitals, gyms, restaurants, airlines, hotels, homes, and much more. You're going to enjoy this very fascinating story. We just decided to give some away to the COVID centers. We sent some out to Elmhurst that was in the news constantly at Ground Zero in New York and a couple of the other hospitals and some locals. And then some of the sanitizing companies saw it. And next thing I knew, um, 3,000 units later in the last five months, we've been selling those systems as well. Ron Lakend is the CEO and inventor of the Extreme Mist Personal Cooling System and Extreme Mist Portable Sanitizing System. He has hiked the globe from the Sahara to the Gobi Desert in Mongolia, Siberia, Turkey, the Himalayas, India, Pakistan, Thailand, Vietnam, South America, Mexico, and many other places. In other words, he is a world traveler and the author of Drifting Through the Sands of Time, a Saharan Adventure. He has trekked tens of thousands of miles, and I am pleased to have Ron Lakend trek over to my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Ron, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Now, being the world traveler that you are, where are you right now as we speak? I am in the... um in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm at the Extreme Mist headquarters at the office. Nice, nice. Were you born and raised in Scottsdale? I wasn't, but I've lived here for the um, better part of my life. Been in and out a couple times, but uh, as a kid raised in Tucson and then uh, moved away and then came back about, I don't know, it's over 30 years ago to Scottsdale, and I've kind of landed here, obviously, with 30 years under my belt. Yes, yes, nice. Now, before we discuss the personal cooling system and the portable sanitizing system, tell my listeners, where did your desire to travel the world and seek adventure come from? That started as a kid. I've always been into, uh, even as a little kid out in Tucson, going out to the old adobe forts that were melting away out in the desert um, sun and the little bit of rain that they get over the eons, looking for arrowheads and, and artifacts from from um, that era. And then I got into gold mining as a young guy and started dredging up in Northern California. I've always kind of had that little treasure lore desire. So 
it was just natural for me to always be out of doors and it just continued on through my adult life and turned into trekking the globe. Well, you're more like a modern day Indiana Jones there, right? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I could, I could give myself that name, but um, uh, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just a regular guy that just enjoys getting out. And I've had jobs that have allowed me to take off for a couple months at a time to go do these trips that I've always desired. So it, it's just worked out. Wow. But is there any place you haven't traveled that is still on your bucket list? Oh, there's so many of them. I can't even begin to tell you. Really? Um, we had a, a trip scheduled for this uh, December, January, but because of COVID, that's that's not going to happen. That was in Africa in wow. the country of Chad going through some deserts there. Huh. Living in the desert, you'd think I'd have enough of it, but yes. it's from the, the pot to the frying pan with me. And then every once in a while, I have to go up to Himalayas or somewhere and get some cold. Oh, most definitely. Wow. See, I joined the Navy so I could see the world, but you did this totally on your own. What was it like, and what would you say was your greatest takeaway from hiking all around the globe? Well, for one, it was very difficult to get anyone to go with me on these trips. Oh, man. Really? <laughs> for most people to be able to take off from their families, from yes. their job, from their school, or whatever it is throughout the decades, you know, at one point I was a student too and still was taking off and doing these things on my downtime, but it's difficult to get someone to go with. And it's, it's nice to go by yourself because you're not encumbered by someone else. But at the Hmm. same time, if I do get someone, if I can talk someone foolish enough to go with me, (laughs) then, then I end up seeing more and, and enhance the trip even more. Uh, There's pluses to minus to both of those ways. So to answer your question, um, it's just, I think it's just something that gets in your blood and you just really, you just got to get out and do these things. If mm. if you're into it, just do it. Just do it. It sounds like a Nike commercial. Just do it. And it does. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got the best logo ever. Oh man. But you must've met so many people on your journey. Tell me about the people you've met. How were they as people? Sure. Uh, you know, people around the world are people are people no matter where you go. And people always wonder when I go into areas like Pakistan and yes. some of the Middle East places and things that, you know, how dangerous it is. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if I go downtown Phoenix at night, it could be dangerous, too. Huh. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to be wise. But most people that you meet, they separate politics from the, the governments and the people are totally different. So I've had some of my best experiences in what we call enemy territories where the people couldn't have been nicer to me and more accommodating. So people are just lovely no matter where you go for the most part. Wow, that's that's good to hear. And I definitely agree, having traveled somewhat around the world, but not as much as you. But I agree, people are people wherever you go. You find some good ones, you find some bad apples, right? <laughs> That's a fact. Yep. But Ron, you must be in great condition doing what you, all the hiking and stuff you've done, because you're not only a hiker, but I understand you're also into extreme sports. What type of sports are you into? Oh, they come and go all the time. Whether it's whitewater rafting or skydiving or um, UTBs going out in the in the razors, uh, just all those type of excitement. 
uh, sports, any of the extreme sports. I enjoy it. I'm not much of an organized sport guy because, again, I tend to do a lot of my things alone. I tend not to join in the marathons and things. I do my own trail running, and um, I think I'm just so used to going off on these trips by myself that I just end up doing things on my own for the most part. Hmm. Very good. But now, speaking of that, if you do work out, and I assume you do, what type of workouts do you do? Well, of course, uh, hitting the gym every day. My every normal day routine mm-hmm. has been get up, run a mountain in the morning. Um, my house is out in the middle of the desert. I've got a couple miles of dirt road. So once I leave the house, I'm not really coming back once I hit town. So I'll hit a mountain on the way, do a 4,000-foot mountain, which is close to my home, and run those trails, those verticals up. And then run down, hit the gym for after that, hit the gym for 60 to 90 minutes. And then uh, take a shower there and hit hit the office at that point. So it keeps me going in between. And then when I'm getting ready for a trip, that's a whole other story. If it's altitude, I'll go to the highest mountain, which is in Arizona, Humphreys, which is 12,633 feet. And I'll do that to change my blood gases. I'll go up and and try to hike those for a while to get ready for an altitude trip. And then, obviously, for my desert trips, it's pretty much a no-brainer. Just go out at any time after 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Arizona here, and you can be up into 115, easily 120-plus degrees in the sun, Mm. you know, with direct sunlight on you. So that's an easy train for some of these hotter deserts. But nothing can train you for something like the Sahara um, I've never experienced heat like that before. Well, how hot does it get out there? Well, on my thermometer out there, I registered over 140 degrees almost every day. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Fair and enough. I thought I was pretty, I thought I was pretty tough and in pretty good shape coming from Arizona and doing my training with boulders in my pack and going out <laughs> in the mid afternoon. I got out there and I think the first day I might've cried like a baby. Wow. <laughs> it was a different experience. It was like, what, what, what did I do, right? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, of course, many on most of my trips, I wonder that. Totally. And then as soon as you get done with them, within a week or so, you just start remembering the good things and not the bad as much. And, you know, you, you'll get done with the trip and say, what was I thinking? I'll never do that again. And then a month later, I'm already planning the next one. You're doing it again. <laughs> it's in your blood. It's in your it's a DNA in you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it it does tend to get that way. Now, we know the importance of hydration, especially here in six weeks of fitness. We talk about health and fitness and hydration does come up. But what was your aha moment that inspired you to create the Extreme Mist Personal Cooling System? And explain to my listeners how it works. Sure. So uh, in brief, the Extreme Mist is uh, when I first did this, I went to the hardware store, of course, and bought a bunch of parts and I got a camel back which is a, a hydration system with a two liter bladder in it. And I installed a pump system into the back and I shared the reservoir by wine it off from the drink hose. Right. And so I had a drink hose coming over one shoulder and the other shoulder, I had a smaller quarter inch uh, hose with a mist nozzle on the end. And it ended at my chest and points out directly in front of me. So wherever I walk, run cycle, hmm. uh, I always move into a nice cold cloud. 
so that was that was my intent and the aha moment to design that it was in that sahara trip i did and that was on a thousand mile journey wow yeah and that i left out of mali in africa and i took with me a camelier which owned the camels so i rented his camels and him and then i found a kid in timbuktu in mali that spoke (laughs) a little bit of english and talked him into going and we set off for our destination, which was 500 miles out, due north of Timbuktu to these ancient salt mines. That there's still some poor souls out working these salt mines. And I, um, as I mentioned, crying like a baby earlier, after about a week and a half and maybe, I don't know, a couple hundred miles into this trip, my camelier who spoke no English every day at around 11, 12 o'clock, we'd have to take our saddle blankets and drape them over us like a little tent, a little lean to, and just sit there for three to four hours and wait for the sun to go by most boring, miserable thing you could ever do. And at part way into this, all of our water was boiling hot because it was kept in inner tubes that we'd get from the wells that we would hit every three or four days. If we miss a well, we'd die. So luckily he knew where the wells were. We only got lost a few times on them, but we'd scoop the water out of these wells with our uh, bucket tied to a camel and haul it up and fill up these inner tubes that were black and they'd absorb all the heat. So not only was it blistering hot, but your water was just short of boiling as well. And he showed me a trick a thousand-year-old Bedouin trick where you take a bowl of water, put it in the sand, indent the sand, put it in the sand, tilt it towards any breeze and towards the sun outside of my shadow from my little lean-to. And within about 15 minutes, I, uh, through the evaporation process, what was left behind was almost ice-cold water. And that was my aha moment. I'll never forget that first sip of cold water going down, which changed the whole journey, to be honest. It it really changed it. And I know about mist systems because in Scottsdale and many other places in the south areas, we have misters all over the place in commercial shopping centers to our own backyards. And it's nothing new to me. But then I thought about the evaporation, the cold, and I thought, all right, how about if we put this into a hydration system? So you have a two-in-one drinking and misting system. And that's how the aha moment came to me. That is a fascinating story, Ron. Fascinating. Now, how much does it weigh and how long does it last? Well, the whole system. Now, we make it as a retrofit kit that can go into your existing backpack if you already have your favorite pack. Or we make our own line of packs now as well. Our pack, fully loaded with two liters of water and the system built in, is still six pounds. So it's very lightweight, yes. and it has a wireless remote control to control the density of the mist cloud in front of you, and it has eight different speeds on it. And we even, and the battery is a lithium-ion battery pack on the pump, and it lasts anywhere from all the way up to 16 hours on the hiking speeds before you have to recharge on a micro-USB charge. Right. Hmm. And then on the other side of the battery, I haven't put on a power bank. So if I had a cell phone go dead or uh, my music or any other little gadgets, it's a power bank built in so I can fast charge other devices as well. So this is great. This is great for runners, hikers, even professional athletes. 
Have you reached out to any athletes or sports teams about this product? I have not reached out. It's a it's a new product. We're still bootstrapping and launching. I have not reached out to any of the big professional guys yet. Um, the trade-off is is that the pump system itself weighs 16 ounces. So my immediate, when I'm out on these treks, I'm cutting my toothbrush in half. I'm cutting off extra straps off my backpack, anything to lighten up. So it's a real decision to add a pound to your pack. The the trade-off is I go further, I go stronger, I go longer when I'm when I have that mist cloud, and I'm also breathing it in, so I'm cooling from inside as well as outside, and I'm even helping with the runner's dry throat a bit by breathing in that that cool mist. So the trade-off to me is a no-brainer for the extra pound. I think so too. I I wholeheartedly agree. How long has your system been around? We really got it off the ground last summer and for us a year is two summers so it's really two years but to me it's one year because in the winter time it pretty much goes dormant but it is summer somewhere oh yeah uh, in the winter <laughs> australia yes. south america middle east and we're going to start trying to go after some of those markets now so that we can keep going year round rather than just the summer in, in uh, america oh most definitely the whole world is your market Unbelievable. But I understand there was another aha moment in your life during the current pandemic, which created the Extreme Mist Portable Sanitizing System. Explain how that came about. Well, that's the mother of invention story <laughs> right there, because <laughs> really? uh, my gym, as I mentioned earlier, which is in my parking lot from my it's 50 feet away from my office, I went in to work out and they were having a meeting. And I know all of them because I've work in the same center. And I said, what's going on? And they said, well, we're going to shut down. This was at before the mandatory shutdowns came through the country uh, when COVID had just started up. And I said, really, you're going to shut down now? And he, they said, yeah, just people aren't secure in the fact that we're sanitizing or disinfecting the gym properly. They always have the squirt bottles at all the stations, as everybody knows, with the disinfectants in it that you're supposed to do yourself when you leave a station. But they also have to do their job, too. And they said just people weren't confident, so everyone was dropping out. So I said, you know what? Before you make that decision, give me 10 minutes. I walked back to the office. My system is a delivery system, no matter what fluid I put into it. So I right. took off the drink hose, and I extended the chest-length mist nozzle hose down to arm's length. Right. Hmm. Walked back over. I took their chemicals that they use for disinfecting. I put it in the two-liter bag, gave it to the manager. He put it on, which is made for runners. So it's the most comfortable sanitizing backpack in the world because it, it's an actual runner's pack, a runner's vest style. And he put that on, walked around the gym, started sanitizing on the full speed, which really atomized the solution, hmm. which made it last three to four times longer than his squirt bottle was. And everyone broke out in applause around the gym. Really? And huh. they went ahead and kept it open for a couple more weeks until the mandatory shutdown came. Whether that was a great idea on their part to keep it open or not, can't tell you, but right. it worked. So at that point, uh, it's not my passion, but hmm. we just decided to give some away to the COVID centers. We sent some out to Elmhurst. That was in the news constantly at Ground Zero in New York and yes. a couple of the other hospitals and some locals. And then some of the sanitizing companies 
saw it, and next thing I knew, um, 3,000 units later wow. in the last five months, we've been selling those systems as well. And we've added some accessories like a wand to it and some other things as well. Hmm. So you're basically selling to gyms, hospitals, um, businesses, all kinds of businesses. Yeah, even even some of the big cleaning companies like Jenny King and Molly Maid. A lot of these companies right. now have switched over from just cleaning to sanitizing as well. So, um, yeah, we sell them to everybody. Some people use it for home use, but it's it's a pretty robust system for that. But yes. um, people buy them for the house. Mm -hmm. uh, I have people that buy them when they do have to travel and they take it with them to the hotels and things to spray them down. Yes. It's really uh, – huh. So um, hmm. it's a convenient, easy, tetherless system. You're not tethered to anything, and you just put in whatever of the 2,000 different chemicals that are out there into the system, and you've got an instant COVID killer, hopefully. Unbelievable. Have you reached out to the Planet Fitness uh, companies in the world, franchises? I have not, but I do know that some of the um, resellers – that we have sold to wholesale to yes. um, have, have sold into some of the, some of the major gems. Good. Definitely. I can see a product like this being in use for years to come because, you know, viruses don't leave. They're always going to be here, you know? <laughs> well, I hope, I hope I have to stop selling them. Put well, it that way. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, hope yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hope but... there's no market eventually. Yeah, but that would be some time before that happens, I think. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the industry believes that it's going to be for our it's going to be generational, but it is. I hope not. It is. Well, yeah, we all hope not, but unfortunately. But you know, they say what necessity is the mother of invention. That's what they say. And I believe that's to be so true. Now, these products are affordable, Ron. Would you say for the average consumer? They are. Yes. Um, the sanitizing system is under $300. Nice. And most of them start, any of the good systems start at 700 up to many thousands. Wow. For the commercial systems. Yes. And um, for the drinking and misting, they're under a couple hundred dollars. And you could go buy a backpack that's similar to ours at some of the stores, such as REI, and they start. Uh, one of our quality starts without the mist system, of course, start at 150 to $200 for a like um, pack, runner's pack. Yes. And ours yes. comes complete under $200 with the whole system in it. That's definitely affordable, and that is great. And I would imagine that a lot of companies are reaching out to you now. How busy are you because of this invention? Um, obviously, in the summer, we're really busy, and right now, um, because of the sanitizing, we're staying busy regardless on yeah. that end of it. Um, the other product that's doing really well, did well this summer, was we took the same pump system, put a 16-foot line with four nozzles on it, and you can hook it to any water source. And people are putting it on golf carts, on easy-ups. I air-conditioned my tent when I land somewhere, <laughs> when I'm out hiking. So I have the world's first air-conditioned tent. Right. When I'm out in the middle of nowhere, even up in the Himalayas, when it's very cold out, that sun just beats through my thin tent, yeah. which is very lightweight, ultra light tent. And I can't crawl into it if I land somewhere too early. So now I just throw a couple mist nozzles on and air condition it. Whoa. 
And then I also made a little shower head attachment that plugs right into uh, when I have the vest on, when I have the backpack on, I just un uh, it's a quick disconnect. I take off the nozzle, the mist nozzle, and plug in a little miniature shower head circumference about the size of a quarter, and I can wash my camp dishes. Ooh. I can clean fish. What? I can clean my gear or take huh. a shower with it. Huh. Multi-purpose, outdoors and indoors. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they can find all those, all the uh, additional items on our website if anyone's interested at extrememist.com. Okay, and that's what my that was my next question. The website is extrememist.com. That's for the uh, misting and drinking systems, okay. and then uh, which we call the PCS personal cooling system, and then our portable sanitizing system PSS is at portablesanitizingsystem.com. So it's extrememist.com or portablesanitizingsystem.com. Excellent, excellent. Ron, thank you so much. Can we follow you on social media? You can on pretty much all the all the platforms. On Twitter, Instagram, under Facebook, your, under your name, YouTube. Um, yes, Extreme Mist, or you can go to or Portable Sanitizing System, or you can on our websites. Of course, there's the icons that you can click on and link through. Okay, this has been great. A lot of good information, Ron. And Ron Lakin, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. I really appreciate it. You're doing a good service out there, and keep it up. Thank you, Ron. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, Please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Take care. Bye-bye.